Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Game 5 Round 11 podcast. If you're watching right here on Twitch or on YouTube, hello. I am Trep, joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Will. Looking beautiful as ever. He's got that, he was telling me before we went live, he's looking like Steve from Stranger Things. Which I know what he looks like, so. It's getting flowy, bro. It's bad. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, If you're listening on... All the other major podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I will. I haven't told you about the the the, the stats on the downloads or anything like that recently, but we've got over seventy downloads on yeah. podcast platforms. So thank you for everybody who downloads and listens to the episodes. If you watch them here on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't watched on Twitch, we do it live every Thursday right here on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash vvtrep. You can come hang out 7 p.m. Eastern time every Thursday. Me and Will will be doing the podcast live, taking all comments, questions, discussions in chat, and implementing them into the podcast. Uh, but we're back for another episode, another week. And uh, we had a decent amount of stuff happen over the weekend uh, while since the last episode got put up. Um, and we're going to start today because we said it last week that we were going to start this podcast, this episode, finishing out the discussion on champs because now champs is officially over uh, and we know who won. Um, I don't know how much we want to dive into uh, all of the matches that happened over champs. I know we discussed a couple of them um, while we were doing the podcast on Thursday. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't think we need to go into massive detail about all the individual matches. We can just let's sum it up, right? So, for any of you that are interested in Call of Duty Champs, we didn't get a chance to watch. Um, optics sucked all the way up until the end. New York, I think, ran out of gas, uh, making it to Champs. Um, FaZe are the Silver Surfers, second all year long. And 100 Thieves might have had one of the best Cinderella stories I've ever seen. They looked absolutely horrible at the end of the year, turned it around, won champs. That's uh, the uh, first world championship for everybody on that team. First world championship for the organization. Um, yeah. So 100 Thieves, or LA Thieves, technically, uh, won COD champs. They beat FaZe 5 2. 5 2, yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically how it was. It wasn't expected. I don't think many people figured LA would win champs this year. Uh, I think a lot of people assumed it was possible after the performance they had at major four though. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of shocking things that happened that season. Attached didn't get his piece of the pie. That's, that's great. Attached usually always wins at least one. Um, FaZe didn't win a single event, which is even crazier. Uh, I think the craziest was New York making that run from 11th place in standings to qualify for champs to get top Mm -hmm. eight. Um, I don't think any of those guys should be disappointed in their season, to be honest. Any of those four, Crim6, Kismet, Paul X, and Hydra should all be proud of themselves, I think. For sure. Um, the only thing that rang true, though, that rings true every year, Optic started hot, lost all momentum. Yeah. Kind of sad. But, you know, they had some unfortunate circumstances. Ellie fucked his uh, Ellie's thumb, fucked up on him, and, you know, they already didn't like the game, so I'm sure that just had a massive toll on them. For sure. Uh, the The happy. CDL Vanguard season was a very... Weird CDL season. But, a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, but but like Will said, uh, I don't think anyone at the beginning of the season expected Thieves to do what they did, but the Major Four and Kai Champs, they played phenomenal. They smoked practically everyone they played. Uh, they destroyed Optic at Champs. Um, struggled with, I think it was a, a Game 5 uh, against FaZe and Winner's Bracket at Champs, but they dismantled them in Grand Finals. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean they they played good COD. They won the tournament. Uh, I think every pro is happy the Vanguard season is over, and then we're moving into Modern Warfare Two. Well, technically we're moving into the off season into Modern Warfare Two. 
so probably pretty soon here for the CDL, we're going to be seeing some roster mania stuff happen. I know Florida's looking for two SMG players, which means Awakening and Skies are safe on that roster. Um, and uh, apparently they are looking for two SMG players. So roster mania stuff's going to start picking up here uh, towards you know September, October when the game gets closer. Um, but speaking of Modern Warfare 2, at Champs on Sunday, we got Modern Warfare 2 news, uh, which is great. Um, there's a Call of Duty Next event happening on September 15th where a bunch of content creators, professional players, uh, everyone who, who surrounds himself with Call of Duty a lot that's you know very popular on the streaming platforms and on YouTube and stuff, they're going to be out there with Infinity Ward showcasing the game uh, to the public. It's going to be live streamed. We're going to get to see how the game plays. Uh, what it's like, uh, we we, and that's exciting because I uh, I think they did one for Vanguard last year and it was not near as exciting as the Cold War one they did. Uh, so they're doing that on September fifteenth, Call of Duty Next. So make sure you're able to watch that because that's going to be really really cool to see. Uh, and then the beta dates, um, the beta starts September sixteenth for all PlayStation users who pre-ordered se- September sixteenth, seventeenth. Our pre-order uh, dates for PlayStation players, and then the 18th through the 20th uh, is open to all PlayStation players, and then the 22nd through the 26th uh, is pre-order slash open beta for Xbox and PC players. So make sure you write those dates down as well. September 16th through the 26th. That's 10 days of Modern Warfare 2 beta. Uh, first weekend is PlayStation only. Second weekend is all platform so make sure you write those down uh we also got to see uh some maps that are going to be in modern warfare 2 uh we saw one at champs and actually one we got shown today yeah uh i can't remember the name of it uh the one we got shown today was farm 18 mm-hmm. and then the one at champs was uh marie grand prix mm-hmm. so uh, we got to see two maps um one map looked very vibrant in marie grand prix it looked very vibrant very you know colorful and then farm 18 looked very dull very gray uh which was if you guys remember from Modern Warfare 2019 that was like a staple of that game uh not much color not much happening um the map didn't look bad it kind of reminded me of vacant in a way um it didn't look like a horrible map it was like vacant mixed with shoot house yeah yeah it it looks like a a smaller Mm -hmm. map uh i do know modern warzone has said uh, he was able to play both of those maps, Marine Grand Prix and Farm 18. Um, and he said the Farm 18 map played well for smaller modes. Uh, and he said um, Marine Grand Prix was probably his favorite map to play when they were able to play it back when they played it. So, I mean, that's good news, at least. Uh, the two maps we've seen so far don't seem to be having any you know, hatred to them. Uh, me, personally, I, I remember I complained a lot in Modern Warfare 2019 about there not being much color. Uh, but now I kind of don't care as much. Um, obviously, you want the game to be vibrant. You don't want it to be dull and boring. But uh, if the map plays well, then I'm not really going to be that upset about it. You know? So I agree. I, I, um, I think after watching Vanguard for a year, I'm not going to take the little bit of color we get in Infinity Ward games for granted. Because they're honestly like not bad. It's just a lot of brown and grayscale, but there's usually a good amount of green mixed in there. Um, the Vanguard was just all brown, literally yeah. all brown. Yeah. So we 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 saw those two maps. Um, we we're getting closer to September. It's already August the 11th. Uh, we're almost halfway through this month. Um, so we're getting closer to September when a lot of News for Modern Warfare 2 is going to pop up, especially with that next event coming and the beta coming out. But I think in from this date now up to that, we're going to even we're going to receive more Modern Warfare 2 news as as time goes on, as we lead up to those events. And then, of course, uh, after the beta ends, it's only about a month until the game releases. So um, I think I think uh, news is going to start coming out relatively quick about Modern Warfare 2, and of course, we're going to be covering. And of course, at the next event, they're going to be covering. You know, Warzone 2, Warzone Mobile. We're going to get a lot of information at that event. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I, I would think it'd be streamed on Twitch on the Call of Duty page. Um, probably. It'll probably be streamed everywhere. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm going to see what day is that. The 15th is a Thursday, so that's actually perfect. 
because uh, maybe we'll be able to do the podcast um, in a little bit of a different way where uh, we have that stream up in the background talking about the stuff we see. I think that would work out if, obviously, the time works out. I'm not, I don't really remember uh, what time that event starts or if they even announce the time. But if it does work out that way, then, then we will do it that way because I think that would be a really good thing for people to, who couldn't watch it get to know all the news. Uh, again, guys, if you have any questions, comments, make sure you put them in the chat, me and Will. We're going to be reading the chat as we go through the episode today. Uh, we do this every time. That's why I say you should watch the stream and get your input input into the stream. But we actually have a uh, a podcast suggestions page in my Discord. Uh, Will set that up so you can join the Discord. Uh, anybody who's listening or watching, you can join the Discord and you can go to the podcast suggestions tab and, and put in uh, topics you want us to talk about, which we actually had people put in topics. Um, yeah. So just to kind of talk about, to make this podcast a little bit more sustainable for both of us, um, where it's it's not just going to be only about Call of Duty topics. The the you know the title will stay the same. Just sort of the idea is like you know, Trep and I, we're we're like, we come from like the COD community. We have that mentality of like, like the COD kids. We just kind of joke around about everything and stuff like that. Um, so the the idea is just kind of for us to talk about anything and everything that comes to our mind. Uh, that chat would want to be interested in listening to, um, so on and so forth. The the, you know, I a lot of people are going to see it and think it's going to be a Call of Duty only podcast. Um, it was, but now going forward, I think you know the title of the Game Five Round Eleven podcast is just more of going to be a shout out to where we come from and how we met, and kind of what connection we had that formed a friendship that we now have. Uh, the connection that all of us have together as a chat and a community obviously most of us come from you know the you know father son gaming's community and they're call of duty streamers so call of duty stuff will always be there uh it'll always be in the forefront of the idea um of the podcast will always if there's any call of duty news it's what we're going to talk about we'll put a lot of emphasis on it but uh, i think it'd be more entertaining for everyone all around if we talked about just Kind of everything in general. What's interesting, you know. Very true. So yeah, guys. YouTube comments. At me on Twitter. At Will on Twitter. Join the Discord. Put in the podcast suggestions. Anything you want to talk about gaming related. I mean, me and Will game a lot. Uh, so, uh, but like you said, COD will be like the the forefront. Um, because that's where we come from. That's what we know the most about. But we are we are not. Not going to shy away from talking about other games. Of course, we know some other games that are coming out that people are really excited for. Um, but JMR has just a, a very simple question, Will. I don't even know if we could really have an answer for this. Because I, th- I feel like this is like a curse. Anytime you answer this question, uh, you, you bring bad luck to the development team. But he asks, do you guys think the, new, the next COD will be good? Um... So for a long time now, I've used a phrase when talking about my thoughts on the new Call of Duty. Um, Instead of, do I think it's going to be good, I always use the phrase, I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, Call of Duty is Call of Duty. For the most part, all the games are the same. Um, So especially with this one being a sequel to a game that we already enjoyed, yeah, you know, I can be, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be any worse than Modern Warfare. And if that's where we can stick, then I will be very happy next year. Yeah. Uh, I, we've said this before. Uh, we think it's going to be very similar to Modern Warfare 2019. Uh, I don't think there's going to be much difference. I mean, if you saw uh, the the map announcement of Farm 18 today uh, from Infinity Ward's TikTok, uh, you saw a little bit of gunplay in there. Very, very similar to, to Modern Warfare 2019. So, like we said, if we can, if we can stick to to what Modern Warfare 2019 was, but just improve some of the things like the maps, uh, I think the game will be just fine. Um, we enjoyed Modern Warfare 2019 for what it was, uh, and if they improve on top of that, then uh, I think we'll enjoy we'll enjoy Modern Warfare 2 as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I'm I'm also cautiously optimistic for for Modern Warfare 2. I'm always gonna get excited for new Call of Duties, but um, you know, you'll you'll hear me on stream and stuff like that saying, "Oh, I love this game." After the first three days, and then you know, my opinion might change two weeks in. But uh, we'll just have to see. You know, I think everybody's excited for it, and we're we're wanting to see what happens to it. Um, he asked another question. Do you think Vanguard is the worst COD ever? Uh, um, Me personally, I say no. No. No, because there are a lot of other Call of Duties that just weren't really it. Uh, for me personally, like, you go back to the beginning, Call of Duty 3 was god awful. <laughs> you see, I, I, don't, um, I don't really have. I don't have, like, a deep memory of Call of Duty. I mean, the first COD I ever played was Modern Warfare 3. You know, yeah, so I, I don't mean, really have a deep memory on it. But I, I I would say Vanguard's the second worst. And and in the worst spot would be uh, World War II. Yeah, so... Uh, dude, yeah, I think, though, I've been playing Call of Duty. I was, a, I was already a teenager when this shit started. You're, you're a good four years behind me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um... Yeah, Call of Duty 3 is bad. <laughs> if any of you played it, if anyone in chat played that, if anyone in the comments anywhere played that, you understand what I mean when I say that game was bad. It just, no. Oh. And it was, you know, it, it's, it fell in between Call of Duty 2, which, uh, which is kind of the Call of Duty that got it. It's like people started paying attention to it. And then right after Call of Duty 3 came out, Modern Warfare came out, you know, Call of Duty 4. And that's the Call of Duty that really, really revolutionized Call of Duty and made it the, you know, one of the world's biggest gaming franchises. Um, but like looking through the list for me, as a whole, I think, uh, on a personal scale, all right, I'm not. This is this is like an objective personal scale. Um, I think. Vanguard wasn't as bad as Ghosts. I, for me, the only thing I liked about Ghosts was S&D. Everything else was just bad about the game, in my opinion. Um, most of the maps were horrible. Uh, World War II was really bad. Just as a whole. Um, literally, I only liked one map in World War II, and that was uh, London Bridge. L the only map I liked was London Bridge. So... No, I don't. For me, I don't think Vanguard was the worst. It was really, really fun to watch. Um, the the, uh, the pro season this year. For those of you that you know are actually interested in competitive Call of Duty, this was one of the funnest pro seasons to watch. Over the storylines that formed, just the crazy shit that happened in this game. You know, like just the way squad spawns were working and stuff like that. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say Vanguard was a good COD, but there were aspects about it that was enjoyable. That's where I stand on it. As strictly from a watching standpoint, playing it sucked. Yeah. Hey, and, and like I said, I think World War II, uh, probably the worst COD I've ever played. Uh, there was like moments in Vanguard where I could still have fun. Yeah, um, when, when Ranked Play first came out, it was a good solid two, three weeks. You know, it was fun. It's just that game had too much cheesy shit. Yeah, <laughs> you got, you got yeah. tired of it fast. And, and World War Two just like changed everything that shouldn't have been changed about Call of Duty, uh, and that's why I I despise that game. And for people in chat who are saying Advanced Warfare was the worst, I, I don't think you can really group the jetpack games with the boots on the ground games uh, because they're just completely different. Um, I think. Advanced Warfare was the worst jetpack Call of Duty. I think Black Ops Three and Infinite Warfare are both better than Advanced Warfare. Um, but I don't think you can. I don't think you can group boots on the ground and jetpacks together just because they're just so completely different, just completely different eras and times of COD. And so um, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, some people would say Advanced Warfare was what started COD on the downward spiral, but um, I think jetpacks were a good thing for COD. I thought. Those games were really fun. I mean, I'd still put Advanced Warfare over Vanguard and World War II any day of the week. Um, but no, uh, I, Vanguard's not the worst COD ever. Uh, it's definitely not great. Uh, I wouldn't even say it's good. 
but it's bottom three. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's down at the bottom, but it's it's not the worst. Uh, it's not the worst Call of Duty. Lund says, "Will the new COD have skill based matchmaking too?" Yes. You oh, yeah. you will never Call of Duty will never get rid of skill based matchmaking no matter what. It it'll stay in uh, because it it helps the casual players more than it helps the the good players. You know, good players might get put in really good lobbies, but that's what you get for being good. You know, so. Um, yeah, skill-based matchmaking will be it. Even if there's a ranked mode for Modern Warfare 2, uh, and that's actually something we forgot to, to mention, Will. Uh, we'll go back about the, the CDL, but uh, there, even if there's a ranked mode in Modern Warfare 2 and in Warzone 2, skill-based matchmaking will still be in the casual playlist. I just think it'll be numbed down a little bit. Uh, I, don't th- I don't think it will never, ever go away, uh, but I do think they'll probably pull it back just a tad in, in the casual playlist and... Skill base is really going to be hitting hard in the ranked playlists. But yeah, it, it will be in, in the new Call of Duty. And what I was going to come back to about the CDL, Will, is um, we forgot to mention this when we were talking about the CDL. Um, so Modern Warfare 2 is going to be on a two-year cycle for, for Call of Duty uh, for the first time, I think, ever. Uh, it's COD's on a two-year cycle. So it's going to be a two-year game before we get the next Treyarch game. And uh, supposedly there's a rumor going around that uh, if you guys kept up with the CDL, the CDL usually started in around January, February every year. Uh, but now there's a rumor going around that it's going to start in November slash December, which me personally, I think that's a good thing because that adds more to the season, uh, especially if the season ends in August like it does. Uh, so that adds more tournaments, more play, uh, and and more content for the CDL side. Um now, of course, it is just a rumor, but would you want it to start in November slash December? Uh, as long as it runs till August, yeah. I don't think the off season needs to be bigger. Not if they want this to actually become a big thing. Um, like the biggest thing that's killing competitive COD for a lot of people is just how much empty time there is, man. The same thing that's killing like a lot of other esports. I mean, I don't know if anyone keeps up with Halo. I don't know how much you keep up with it, Drip, but there's been the the last tournament when when the next tournament happens in September. It would have been five months previous that the last LAN happened, right? And so that's just insane. You know, time off kills momentum makes people lose interest. It's how people leave your game and go start paying attention to other stuff. As long as the off-season doesn't start in May, you know, I'm fine with it moving earlier. I think it's a really good move. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think think it should start earlier. Uh, That's how it used to be back before the CDL formed. We used to have tournaments late November, early December, uh, and it went all the way to July, August. So I think that's how it needs to go back to. There's also a rumor of Ranked play being implemented in in season one, uh, which I would assume would be around, you know, November December, uh, just depending on when, uh, when and if there is a season six for Vanguard, which uh, I would presume there will be because season five ends uh, later this month, so I presume there will be a season six that ends around November December time, and then season one would would start for Modern Warfare two, which. Uh, you know, if rank play does get implemented around that time and the CDL does start around that time, then that'd be good because it would be, you know, a shorter off season and we we could hop straight back into competitive COD, um, which would be really cool to see. Uh, Chidi says, do you feel GBs will make a comeback in Modern Warfare 2? I'm going to answer this on terms of me and Will because um, if you watch my stream, if I know most of y'all are from FSG, Final Sun Gaming. Um, we've already said they will make a return with them. Uh, it might... You know, be a short one with Mono, with Warzone 2 coming out. But yeah, they'll make a return with FSG for sure. In terms of me and Will, um, I think that's a question mark. I think it just depends on the game, uh, how it is. Of course, I'll be playing with FSG no matter what. Um, it just depends on the game, um, how it plays, uh, if Will is into it, because I'll be playing it no matter what. Obviously, Will will be playing it, but in terms of, you know, playing GBs and, you know, twos or threes or whatever we do, um, that just comes down to... Uh, if Will is wanting to do it, because I'll be wanting to do it uh, for sure, because I know y'all enjoy the the GB stuff that we did back in Modern Warfare 2019. Um, 
And I know me and Will did it back in 2019. I think if the game is very similar to what that game was and even upgraded, um, then I think I think Will would be open to doing it. But uh, I'll let Will answer that for himself. I don't know, man. I'm 26 this year. Like my cod, my cod gas is getting pretty low. Yeah. Um, my big thing is I just don't stay consistent with it, and so I just lose the drive to keep playing. Well, the, the thing is, is I think this year's a little different because obviously a little bit later on after release, Warzone 2 is going to be coming out, and then that's a transitional page for, for me and for FSG and stuff. So if the game is good, I mean, I think we could have a good, you know, month and a half, two months of just fun GB matches, you know, not really caring about our record, you know, just having a good time. Because, of course, you know, I don't compete anymore. Will doesn't compete. Uh, we do this for fun now. And if I think the, if the game is fun, we could always play GBs just to have a good time and, and make the content because we're good at s and don't think, I don't think you being, you know, obviously you being 26 has nothing to do with your gun skill or anything like that. Yeah, that um, was a joke. My thing is mainly just um, with games like Call of Duty, if you don't keep playing it consistently, you kind of lose it. Um, I don't play COD consistently anymore, so you never know. I might hop into fucking public matches and just get absolutely decimated. In which case, now I'm probably not going to play GBs. It's, it's <laughs> most likely, though. Yeah, we'll probably play GBs. Well, we'll I say like yes them. for I now. Like we'll say yes for now, GD. Who, yeah, you yes know, who now, knows what could happen in, in October when the game releases? Yeah, if we'll, the game's we'll just, garbage, then we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see what the game's looking like when we get there. Strep will uh, do his GBs three days a night and probably not touch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, you never know. I might I might do GBs on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday and not want to play GBs ever again after we switch to Warzone 2. Who knows? But we'll just have to see when we get there. Uh, Lunds has a question for both of us. How do you feel about the future of gaming now that cross-platform is implemented? What are some pros and cons? Your opinions. I mean, cro uh, cross-plat has been implemented since MW. So that's when it first came in, I believe, because it was not cross-plat in Black Ops 4. Oh, I think, I think Lund is meaning gaming as a whole. I mean... Well, I mean, yeah, but like, well, Fortnite was cross-plat when it yeah. launched. Uh, Apex is cross-plat. I think it's been, I don't think it's been cross-plat the whole time. I think it's been uh, maybe like a year, two years since Apex went cross-plat. Something like that. Uh, and COD's been cross-plat cross since 2019. If gaming is going to really break into the mainstream on the same level that, like, uh, I don't really know how to, like, say, like, it, if gaming wants to be the next generation, the future of entertainment, so on and so forth like that, um, cross-play is a vital step because it's... Um, Gosh, I can't think of how I want to word this. I mean, yeah, the, the there was a a charm of only being able to play on one specific thing, but also other consoles struggled because the player base would be smaller. Like, you know, a good example is Blackout on PC. Um, yeah. Struggled when when the console side was booming. So, cross platform is integral to to gaming being uh, very successful. Because yeah, if it's all about inclusivity, right? I think that's the way. You, that's the fucking proper form of that word. The point I'm trying to make: if you want gaming to really blow up, if you want it to be where it's a household thing that everyone does it, if you we look at the competitive side, you know, we're we already call it esports, right? If we want that to become as big as like the NBA, ten, fifteen, twenty years down the line, right? It needs to be open to literally anybody. You know, it, it someone with the Netbox, someone with the PlayStation, someone with the you know, it needs to be to the point that where it doesn't matter what you have, where you come from, you can do it. You know, because if if gaming is always going to be like, if you want to be the best of the best, you have to have a five thousand dollar computer, and that's like egregious. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, computers yeah, are expensive. Well, You're not. We're just still in the early stages. I mean, we're yeah. we're still in the very early stages of cross-plat and trying to get everybody on the same level. I mean, obviously, there's the massive debate on what's better between PC and console, and there's no there's no question that PC is better 
in terms of being able to run the game better and have better graphics. Um, but I think these companies are working on trying to get away to where everybody can play on whatever they want to play on and not feel like they're at a disadvantage. Yeah. So I think that's, that's like, the end goal for, for cross-platform. Yeah, it, it's just all about the ability to bring everyone together because, you know, you think about it, how many people do you think are absolutely disgusting at, like, Call of Duty, but they'll never get a chance to go pro because they will never be able to afford, you know, a 2000 dollars computer to play, you know, in the pro scene, which is a necessity. You have to be on PC to play in the Challengers and Pro League, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe one day when they get a job and stuff like that, they'll be able to afford that PC, sure. But, like, by that time, they've already stopped and they're working. They're probably going to lose the passion, you know? So that's just, for me, that's that's just... Crossplay opens up gaming to, you know... it, it, it This is the first step to allow gaming to really become, like... And the next mainstream form of entertainment. And that's just on the, the competitive side. I mean, for, for casuals, not having to have the same console at, at, as the other person is, is massive. You know, being able to play with your friends who are on a different yeah. console than you, um, you know, that just, it makes gaming better. You know, so for the casual side, cross-platform has way more benefits than non-benefits. Uh, I don't really think there's any cons to to cross platform. Oh, I mean, there, there the, are some cons. I mean, I, I think most of it comes to like you know people having better setups than others and and not being able yeah. to to compete against you know the two three thousand four thousand dollar computers that people have versus your five hundred dollar PlayStation Five. But um, I, I think cross platform is is really good for the casual side. Um, I think for the competitive side of games, it doesn't really do much because a lot of these games are already set on a specific console. You're either playing on PC, you're playing on Xbox, or you're playing on PlayStation. You know, there's there's no real split there. But I, I do think the end goal for cross-platform is, if they're doing it correctly for esports, is no matter what you're playing on, you can still compete at that level. Yeah. I mean, eventually Microsoft and Sony are going to come out with a console that is basically a computer. You know what I'm saying? It's just ease of access. It's it, We'll get there eventually, right, to where our computers are just as good as our console, so on and so forth. Um, but I don't know. Some like The biggest con for me right now in present-day time is uh, just the freedom of PC. You know, in comparison, like if you if you're on PC, you can get hacks. You can, you know, you can mod your game to do crazy stuff. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that like PC has access to that drastically changes the game in a lot of bad ways. Um, but I think eventually we'll end up figuring out the the developers will start making anti cheats that are just insane. You know, so we'll get yeah. there. Yeah, cross platform step one on just like a way bigger scale of making because video games and like stuff like that what we what we're playing now is not like the end game of what a video game is right i you know video games and like are going to become so much more in the future it's you know it's exciting to see with the implementation of of vr i mean vr is going to improve tenfold within the next you know 15 20 years um so, uh, I mean, and, and even just desktop gaming from a console or a PC uh, is going to improve with, you know, the advancement of technology. So, um, gaming's going to be completely different from what it is now 10, 15, 20 years from now. So, uh, I think it's just going to it's going to keep going up. Uh, if they do it correctly, it could it could become something very popular. Uh it already is very popular, but in terms of, you know, other sports and stuff, they could they could do very good stuff with with gaming in, in, in terms of that stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the podcast suggestions page, uh, this is kind of transitioning into us talking about gaming just in general, which is good uh, because we had uh, a suggestion from Slim Pickens saying uh, he would like for us to talk about games that are releasing soon in, in the year of 2022. 
Uh, obviously, we know a bunch of games that people are really excited for. Um, Modern Warfare 2 being up there, but of course you have you have games like uh, The Last of Us that is getting uh, a remaster, I believe. Um, if it ha- if it's it might have already come out. I don't know where I, I think it's close. Um, God of War releasing in November. Obviously, uh, God of War a couple years ago was very popular, very good game, and I think people are very excited for God of War Ragnarok to come out uh, because I think those games are very. I think those games are good. I mean, I. I I've played like one God of War in my time. I, it was on a PlayStation 3 when I was like 10. Uh, I played a God of War. Uh, I didn't play the new one, but I know that it did really well and that people were really excited about this one coming out. Um, Spider-Man getting remastered for the PC. Uh, of course, that was a Sony exclusive when it first released. Uh, so it getting a remaster for the PC. I don't think the next I don't think Spider-Man 2 is coming out this year. I think it's 2023. Yeah. So, uh but that's the, the Spider-Man is getting remastered for for PC, which is really really cool. Uh Overwatch 2 in October. Overwatch's sequel to their their original game that came out many many years ago and I know Overwatch, you know, Overwatch got one of the best competitive scenes out of all the esports in my opinion. Um I know they had a, a beta for it not too long ago. So Overwatch 2 is probably one people are really, really excited for, uh, which makes sense because I think that is a very popular game. I'm just, I'm just naming some games that I think uh, people are looking forward to for whoever's watching I mean, and listening. So for me, I've already, I have a list of games that I'm looking forward to. I, uh, I think I'm a bit more of a gamer than you are, Trep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got a lot of, you know, I'm real big. I've... Every it seems like every handful of years, like every two to three years, we get like a large release of story, like focused games and just like like you know game like revolutionary game changing games, which is a really weird thing to say. But you know, like a couple years back, we had Spider Man come out. That God of War game came out. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out. Um, Last of Us Part Two, and then way beyond that was The Last of Us Part One. Like these are like games that like were fucking massive, you know. And so I'm a lot of these games are finally starting to get their sequels and stuff coming out, and really excited, you know. Uh, beginning of the year or end of last year, I, I think it was the beginning of the year. Horizon had its sequel come out. Um, Spider Man gets its sequel next year. God of War, Ragnarok, God of War so shocking to me because you think about like if you've played one god of war games you kind of know what it's like you know you just kind of run through the mission fight the bosses and stuff like that and you get it over with but this game completely redid the way that the series worked it was open world for the most part like it was so rich like in like lore and and the world was so like you could interact with almost everything in the world like video games are starting to get to a point now to where like dude these worlds that they're building are so immersive and it's so like as someone who is really into gaming is like, I do have like an extremely overactive imagination. Like I, you know, like just to be able to see stuff like this come to life and know that someone was sitting in a computer chair, just kind of drawing on a drawing tablet and typing stuff into a computer and making these shapes and building shit. And just, yeah. The more and more I play, like, really good games, the more and more I begin to have, like, an appreciation of, like, what goes into making these games. Yeah. Um, my list, though, if I if I had to pick three that I'm most excited for, um, number one would be Hogwarts Legacy. I'm so excited. Like, we're finally going to have, yeah, like, an open-world uh, Harry Potter I, I was game. just about to bring that up because that's another one that's a holiday of this year or yeah. uh, beginning yeah. of 2023. Somewhere around that time, I, th- I think it is confirmed it's releasing in 2022, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's going to be later on, you know, late November, early December, more than likely. But that's a good one because I mean we haven't had a, a Harry Potter game since the Wii. Yeah, like I mean, you, like the only Harry Potter games that ever really came out, like 
they would release a game that came out with every movie. So like the Sorcerer's Stone had a movie, Chambers or game, yeah, Chamber yeah, Secrets. Yeah. Like all those had games. The Lego Harry Potter series was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I loved yeah. those games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was like the the Quidditch World Cup game that came out. Don't know if you ever played that. That shit was fun. It was basically FIFA but Quidditch. It was like sick. Um, and then. There's a Harry Potter phone game that is like actually really really popular too, but we've never had a legitimate open world Harry Potter like go be a student. It's you. You get to be the student. So that I'm really really excited to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, second on my list would be Spider Man Two. I love Spider Man. I know you like Spider Man. Absolutely. If you haven't played that Spider Man game. You really should. I, you will love it. I promise you, it, you will it, love it. It comes out. Uh, September or actually yeah. later this month, right? Yeah, get it on get it on PC and do a couple streams where you sit down and play yeah, Sp- Spider Man Remastered it. August twelfth. So tomorrow, Spider Man oh, Remastered yeah. releases on on PC. So yeah, if yeah, nice. if you ha- I I played it on PlayStation Four forever ago. Um, yeah. if you have not played the Spider Man game, uh, you need to play it. It is a yeah. it's a fantastic game. And then. Third would be God of War Ragnarok. I know a lot of people are, are looking forward to, to God of War Ragnarok for sure. But even, you know, there's even more games that I think plenty of people are excited about. Uh, Gotham Knights releasing in October. Uh, nobody's excited about that. No one's that excited about looks, Gotham Knights? That game looks so bad, and every person that is like... Well, may, maybe yeah, just like, some casual core fans maybe, yeah, like maybe are, are looking forward to, to Gotham Knights. But I'm Knights. not even... I'm not even talking about like the hardcore Batman fans. You know, like the Arkham series that came out. Yeah. Like all the people that were excited, thinking it was gonna. No, it it just looks rough. Like they've given like they got like superpowers and stuff like that. It, oh, it's weird. Okay. It's it's weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. No, I know nothing about it. I just know it's yeah. it's based around uh, Batman. A game I'm excited about, uh, which I don't think a lot of the the core fans are excited for it. But uh, in November, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet release. Uh, oh, yeah, true. I've always played the Pokemon games. I've played them since I was little. Um, so that one comes out in November. And then at the end of the year, uh, I know this game has gotten a lot of hype surrounding it. I don't know how much hype, but I know I've seen a lot about it. Uh, the the Solisto Protocol releases in December. And we, see, we saw a gameplay, I believe, at E3 of the Solisto Protocol. And it looked cool. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of Dead Space in a way. Um, but yeah, that game releases in December. So I think there's a there's a lot of games, um, you know, coming out soon. And then I I have a a page pulled up right now, everybody that I'm looking at, um, where there's a bunch of games that just don't even have release dates, but that are are confirmed to be coming. Um, me personally, EA Sports PGA Tour, hell yeah, I'm all about that. Big golfing guy over here. Hogwarts Legacy's on there. Of course, it doesn't have a release date yet, but it is coming. Um, a Layers of Fear sequel. Uh, I know Layers of Fear, the horror game, was very popular um, in in the horror community. That one's got a, a sequel coming out. I mean, there's just so many games that are are coming out, and probably so many games that haven't even been announced yet. Um, and even on here, it has Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming to PC at some point. So... Uh, and then, you know, the Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel for, for the mm-hmm. Switch. I know I know that game was incredibly popular. Um, so that will be an interesting... I mean, there's, there's, there's just so many games. I think this is like the first time in a while where there's a bunch of games coming out that people are, like, genuinely excited for. You know, you got a core fan base that's like me that is excited for Call of Duty, but there's other games coming out that I can also be excited for, like... Um, Spider-Man getting a remaster, uh, maybe even God of War. I'm not a big single-player guy. Um, I'm a big multiplayer person. Uh, but I love Pokemon. You know, uh, I might be 22, but I always love Pokemon. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a. I think there's a lot more single-player game people in the chat or who listen. Um, that y'all should be really excited because there's a lot of really good games coming up. Uh, and it's exciting to see. But uh, SRB's got a question. This kind of fits the topic of outside of Call of Duty. He said, outside of COD, what are your favorite games of all time? Now, I'm going to say we should do like a top three for favorite games of all time outside of Call of Duty. 
Okay. Um, you want to go like back and forth? You say your one, should, I say my one. You say your two, we, I say your two. Like, I'm gonna exclude games like Pokemon and stuff from that as well, because there's just too many of them, and like I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it, no, like you can. For me personally, like I'm, I'm gonna stick to like solid, like story style games because yeah. everything else is. Your Pokemon's Pokemon. It's always there. Yeah, Stuff like true, multiplayer true. games like are largely dependent on friendship. So, mine are gonna be all story games. I think my my number one favorite game of all time outside of Call of Duty is probably Minecraft. Um, it had a big part of my life growing up. I mean, I've put hundreds and hundreds of hours into Minecraft. Still love Minecraft, and Minecraft is the most popular game of all time. Um, we just started playing Minecraft again last night, getting, uh, our friends into, like, their first ever, you know, survival world circumstance. So Minecraft is, is number one for me for sure, because I've, I've played it all my life. I still enjoy it, and I think every update they've done to Minecraft has improved the game. I mean, there's, if you compare to 20, what, 20... 13, 2012, when it released on Xbox 360, whatever year it was, to now, I mean, the game, like, the core game is still there, but there's so much that's been added on to it, and there's so much more you can do in Minecraft, and I think, and, and I personally would not be surprised if Minecraft stays this relevant throughout my whole lifetime, because it's just, it's a game that continues to evolve, still has the numbers, it's still the number one game in the world. Uh, in terms of selling wise, so Minecraft's my number one. I think it always will be my number one outside of Call of Duty, of course. This is that's that's what the thing was was outside of Call of Duty. Uh, what were our favorite our favorite games? And we're gonna do our top three. And mine mine's Minecraft for number one. Uh, my favorite game of all time is Kingdom Hearts two. Um, wanna know something crazy? I think I might mm -hmm. blow your mind right here. What? Never played a single Kingdom Hearts game. Nah, that doesn't blow my mind. They're kind of niche. Uh, they look cool. I watch people play them, but I never played them myself. Yeah, for me, like, I was really, you know, I, this was one of the, like, I first started getting heavily into games and stuff like that, and I was thinking about playing games like Final Fantasy and stuff like that, but they always seemed like they were too, just too much going on for me, and I didn't want to, like, get overwhelmed and get tired of it and kingdom hearts is like a low very very low-key final fantasy um i it was like one of the first games i ever played that actually had an in-depth story that took this is kingdom hearts one to like this series i should say uh is like the first i ever played that actually took time built out like an actual elaborate intense story had good character building um Granted, now, in my mid-20s when I play them, like, going back, they're pretty damn cheesy and childish. I mean, they, they you know, that's what they're made for, is, like, younger kids and stuff like that. And so, it's a lot of, like, power of friendship will save us type shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but Kingdom Hearts 2 was, like, the first game that I completed to 100%, that I, you know, really, really paid attention to the story did everything in my power to be as good as it, I, as it as I could be, you know. It was a really good game. That's my number one, Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2. I bet there's people that will agree with that, for sure. And the music. The music is insane. I mean, you can't go wrong with a game that's got a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Outside of my number one, my number two and number three are, like, so incredibly difficult. Because I'm a COD kid. I mean, I played Call of Duty all my life. That was like, it's my main game. It's it, no no game compares to how much time I've put into Call of Duty. Uh, and I don't play many single player games. I don't play many story games. Um, I haven't played many story games in the twenty two years I've been alive. Um, but I think my number two, and it might just be a little bit of a biased answer, uh, but Spider Man. Uh, and I mean the, the, not Miles Morales, but the one before that, um, thoroughly enjoyed that game. And not just because I'm a big Spider-Man fan, but 
it had a fantastic story. Um, it, it did the whole Spider-Man thing super well. Uh, and of course, you know, those, those games, those games are always fun, you know? Um, but you know, I feel like that game was, you know, 10 out of 10. I thought it was perfect in my opinion. Uh, I loved playing that game. Uh, I, I liked the Miles Morales one too, but, um, I didn't really play the Miles Morales one. I think I played like one or two missions. Uh, when my brother got it, uh, but the the first Spider Man was very very good to me. I loved how it was done, and I love everything Spider Man. I mean, what can I say? I, I just do, you know. So it's like I'm a sucker for for Spider Man stuff. And if you haven't played it, guys, it releases tomorrow on PC. So get it, get the Spider Man game, play it. It's a fantastic story. It's worth it. So I would say Spider Man is my number two, from and that's the one from Insomniac. Spider-Man's a good game. Spider, I don't know that game. Um, I don't know something about it just felt different. It 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 was like it's kind of in its own category. Um, but my second game, uh, falls in line with Spider-Man because it's Arkham City. Uh, which is you know pretty much the same style of game. Uh, I'm a huge Batman fan. Like. Yeah, like very, very, very big Batman fan. Uh, and when the, when that Arkham series came out, man, that was just like a dream come true for like a Batman fan. You got to just play as Batman, go around beating people up, saving the day, you know, solving puzzles and shit like that. Um, the combat's so smooth in that game. It's so smooth that like a bunch of other combat hand-to-hand style fighting games have taken like notes from it now and um. The story was really, really well built as like someone as a Batman fan, like I really appreciated the time and effort that they put into building a story that actually makes sense for Batman and actually stayed true like to the characters and stuff like that. Um the reason I picked that one over uh over like Arkham Asylum or Arkham Knight. Asylum for me, you know, it was just a little too like little too limited it felt very claustrophobic because you're just stuck on that tiny little island and you went it went through it so fast um and on the flip side arkham knight was just a little bit too big in my opinion a little too much to do uh and a lot of people would probably disagree with that for me though i just i had a hard time picking one thing and staying on it so arkham that's why arkham city for me is like perfect the map's not unbelievably big got big enough room for you to run around and do batman shit and the story of that one's really good. I didn't like some of the story choices they made in Arkham Knight. So my second's Arkham City. I think my brother would agree with that one. He's also a massive Batman fan. He's played those games so many times over. Uh, I think he'd agree with that choice. When it comes to my number three, uh, like I said, I don't. I didn't play a lot of single-player games. Um, I, I wasn't much of a single-player guy. I'm still not much of a single-player guy. Uh, I spend a lot of my time on FPS. Um, so this answer's, you know, it's going to be, it's a big thing to me because I'm a, always have been a big FPS person. Uh, my number three favorite game of all time to play was, was Halo 3. Uh, you know, I think at that time, Halo and Call of Duty kind of coincided together really peacefully. They both did really, really well. Halo 3 was a fantastic game to play. It was super fun. Um, I played it a ton, even outside of COD. Uh, it, 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 you know, I'm a big FPS person, and that game just felt really fun to play, uh, especially for the, the time period it was in. Um you know, there's probably some people that are listening or watching like, I can't believe he didn't say this game or I can't believe he didn't say that game. But like I said, I'm not a big single-player person. I'm a big multiplayer person. Uh, I don't like playing games alone. I like having friends around. Um, and, and I'm going to throw a number four in there just for shits and giggles, Will. Number four is Fall Guys. <laughs> we love Fall Guys out here. But no, nah, Halo 3, man. I mean, I think Will could even agree that Halo 3 was a fantastic game. I mean, it yeah. was it was a ton of fun. I mean, I know, I mean, Halo One, Halo Two were both really good, but uh, Halo Three was the one I played the most out of all the Halos. 
And I had a ton of fun playing that game with friends back when I was younger. And I remember that and Call of Duty, like, living beside each other in my life. I, I, I think I played them, like, both equally. I don't even remember, like, what COD was out during Halo 3. Was it Modern Warfare 3? Modern Warfare... Uh, maybe, uh, maybe MW2? Modern Warfare 2, I think. Yeah, maybe one of those oh, two. On. You did Halo 3 come out. 2007 was COD 4. 2007 was COD 4. And I think I played more Halo at that time. Because, like I said, my first COD was Modern Warfare 3. So, but I did go back and play the older CODs. But my first one was Modern Warfare 3. Uh, so, yeah, I played a lot of Halo 3. Um, fantastic game. Loved every second of it. Uh, like, you know, like I said, I'm a big FPS person. So, sorry to all my single-player people out there that, you know, know some fantastic single-player games that I have yet to play. And I've had multiple people, including Will, tell me, you gotta play this. Gotta play that. I just probably will never play them, man. I probably just never will. I'm just that's just not who I am. I, just, I enjoy playing with friends and stuff, you know. But yeah, Halo Three is my number three, and Fall Guys is number four. Yeah, my my number three is Halo as well. Halo Three. Um, I'm not gonna reiterate literally everything he just said. Halo Three was uh was one of the first FP. I played Halo Three before I played Call of Duty, um, so. I must have too. I can't really remember because I hit my head a lot when I was a kid. So I don't really have a great memory of, you know, what what games I played the most. I know Minecraft though. I know Minecraft for sure. I remember buying Minecraft without permission and my mom getting very upset about it. For me, like, so, you know, my mom didn't really want me playing like Call of Duty and stuff like that when I was under seventeen. It didn't last, but oh, yeah, she was fine with Halo because I was shooting aliens. Yeah. Uh, then I eventually wanted Call of Duty 4, but uh, couldn't get Call of Duty 4, so I had like 20 bucks worth of Microsoft points, and I bought uh, Call of Duty 3. That's how I found out that Call of Duty 3 was <laughs> garbage. Uh, and eventually, um, I was able to get Call of Duty 4 and play that. That's what started my love for Call of Duty. But Halo 3 would be it's probably my third... Halo 3 is one of my most played games of all time. I've got days and days on that game. Yeah. And y'all don't want uh, uh, a top three with Call of Duty included because my top three will probably be all Call of Duty. But, um, yeah, I mean, you've played a lot more, probably a lot more games than I have. I mean, I've been stuck on one game. I mean, I competed in Call of Duty for eight years. I mean, I, I grinded one game for such a long time. Uh, I think my time of playing single player games is over uh, because I've just uh, I I grew up on that whole FPS type thing and that's what I do. And any new FPS game I'll play. You know, if it's a first person shooter, count me in. Um, but I mean, I I did play some single player games. I played Skyrim. I played Assassin's Creed. You know, I played some of those, but um, I never really you know went really deep into them. You know, and it's probably my own fault. I mean, it definitely is my own fault. I wasted a lot of my life playing one game. But I would, I would do it again. I would fucking do it again. Murder Team has a question. He says, do you think that major corporations such as Microsoft and Sony buying up all of these gaming studios is good or bad for gaming? Me, personally, I don't think it matters. Um, obviously, them buying them, you know, kind of puts you on your toes. Because, like, oh, what are they going to do next? You know, especially, you know, the most recent one with Microsoft buying out Activision Blizzard. Uh, that takes effect next year. And I think the biggest question is, what is Microsoft going to do? You know, how are they going to change Call of Duty from what it is now? What changes will be made? Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think these corporations buying these studios is, is that big of a thing. You know, I think there will be changes to Call of Duty, but I don't think there'll be anything substantial. Um, I don't really have much of a say. In, in Microsoft or Sony or anybody like that buying up studios. Um I can't I I truthfully can't even tell you of a corporation that has bought a gaming studio and the gaming studio has either gotten worse or better. I mean I, I couldn't even give you an example because I I haven't dug that that deep into it. I think they're. I think for certain companies like Microsoft and Sony for the most part, if it's those two companies 
it's usually going to turn out pretty good because they're very picky on the companies that they buy. Um, and in reality, what, what happens is they end up buying a company that already has a really good track record and they give them even more money and resources to keep that track record up. So, um, I, I do think Microsoft is better than Sony in that way, uh, in, in somewhat of a way. Um, Obviously, we're going to have to see what happens between Microsoft buying out Activision Blizzard because I have no idea what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Will said, you know, they pick up people that have really good track records. Obviously, with Microsoft's grab of Activision Blizzard, that's Call of Duty, Overwatch. Uh, what else is there? War of Warcraft. Uh, you know, there's so many games that they just became the head of. So... I don't know. I don't really have much. I don't really have much of a an opinion on it. I don't think it's really bad for gaming. Um, I think it's probably more good than it is bad. Uh, yeah. because they get to like Will said, they get to invest more money into these studios to keep that track record going and keep improving the games uh, as time goes on. So I think it's probably more good than bad for for gaming in a whole. But yeah, that's what I think. Um. Does PC gaming offer free games? Comes from JMR. Uh, game Pass offers free games. Uh, yeah, nothing will nothing will ever be free, you know. Except for like you know, Steam has some free games, you know. But like if you're wanting, if you're wanting a game that you can sit down and play for hours, you're gonna have. There's gonna be some type of of pay you're gonna have to do. But yeah. I would say there's some free free offers on. Yeah, yeah. On well, I mean, almost everything's free. Like Warzone's free. Yeah, Warzone's uh, free. Fortnite's free. Fortnite's free, Halo's free, Apex, Apex is, free. is free. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a there's a ton of different games that are coming out now that are free. A lot you're as we go forward, we're gonna start seeing a lot of games that are multiplayer start turning away from paying for the game, making them free, and then you just there's just microtransactions. Of, yeah, microtransaction yeah. transaction opportunities in the game. Because I think that's um, that's that's where a lot of these studios money is made. Is through micro yeah. microtransactions. Um, I think going forward, we're going to start getting to an area to where like the only games you actually pay for are story-based games, and then if it's a game that's largely based on multiplayer, it's going to be free to play, and there'll be a battle pass, and there'll be weapon skins or character skins depending on like what the game is. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to start seeing free content become a lot more prevalent in the gaming world. Whether it be console, PC, doesn't matter. For sure. I, I agree with that. I agree. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more free-to-play games, and then that money is going to be made off of microtransactions and stuff that gets sold uh, in-game. So, yeah. Everyone, I just wanted to reiterate, um, if you want to watch the podcast live and have your, your questions and your topics and and your discussions uh, in the podcast, make sure you follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv4 slash vvtrep. We do this every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Get on in here, hit that follow button, ask some questions, and we'll get you in. Make sure you join the Discord as well. We have a podcast suggestion page on the Discord where you can throw in topics that you want me and Will to discuss during the podcast every Thursday. And, of course, guys, if you're watching on Twitch, if you're watching on YouTube, you don't even have to watch. You can listen. We're on almost every major podcast platform, Spotify, Amazon Music. Guys, go look up the Game 5 Round 11 podcast. Drop a follow on it. Catch up on all the episodes we've done so far. All right? Either way, we appreciate all, buddy, all of you who come out and, and communicate with us and ask us questions and, and give us more stuff to talk about. Of course, in the coming weeks and months, we're going to have... A lot more Call of Duty news to talk about. A lot more gaming news to talk about because a lot more stuff's going to start coming out uh, in the coming weeks and months, and I'm excited for it. I think Will's excited for it. I think we're all excited for it. Sure. Um, and and if you have anybody, any guests that you'd like to be on the podcast, if you watch the stream and you know who me and Will communicate with, uh, we're going to get more people on here. Right? We had Andrew on last week. I want to try to get someone on next week to sit down and talk stuff. I want to get someone who is like primarily Call of Duty on the podcast when more Modern Warfare 2 news and Warzone 2 news starts to come out. Um, so like maybe on 
September 15th, which is Call of Duty Next. Uh, that is a Thursday. Maybe if we are able to to watch that live, even if we're not, we're going to try to get someone who's kind of Call of Duty based. I think that's going to be a very big Call of Duty episode uh, because we're just going to have so much news on Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 that comes out uh, on that date. And so there's going to be so much to cover. That might even be like a two-hour long episode. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Who knows? There's going to be a lot to cover. And I know a lot of y'all have said we got to get Papa from FSG on. That's a stretch. But uh, you you bet your bottom dollar I'm gonna try. All right, I'll try and get Papa on because I I would love to sit down and talk with Papa uh, about just gaming in general. Because that man, I mean, he's been gaming for a really long time, even outside of Call of Duty. And yeah. and I would love to sit down with him and talk to him about his streaming and you know playing with Jace over the years and the games he's played and what he's he's learned and what he's seen. I mean, that'd be that'd be really fun. So don't worry, I'm gonna try to get Papa on. The Game 5 Round 11 podcast on a Thursday. I'm going to do my best. Hopefully we can get them on here. Uh, either way, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again for another episode. If you guys did enjoy, if you're on tube, YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hit that like button. Every episode will be up on the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow on Spotify, Amazon Music, all that stuff so you can be caught up with all updates and new episodes of the Game 5 Round 11 podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching, wherever you did it from. We hope to see you again next week. All right? Bye. Appreciate you.